As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, guys. It's Blood Harris here with another Panther Rants podcast. It's Thursday. We're almost to the weekend, thank God. And, um, and you know, this whole thing, my allergies, my sinuses is starting to clear up, and I'm starting to feel really a lot better. Well, we wrapped up another in, another season of NCAA basketball. And the game wasn't really close at all. Well, I mean, it was close for part of the first half, and then Villanova started to pull away, and that was it. <clears throat> it just, uh, West Virginia, no, West Virginia, I'm sorry, Michigan had a bad shooting night, and early on they were looking good, but then uh, once the shot stopped falling down, Villanova just took over. And pretty much, in order for Michigan to win this game, they were going to play a, a near-perfect game. Because Nova was just hot. I mean, they had, you know, a um, pretty much an easy route to the, to the finals. But then again, when you're a one seed, your path should always be easy, no matter the competition, because you're you're a one seed. That's why you were selected to be a one seed. Is you're really good, and the, the way the tournament's set up is just like that. I mean, for one thing, everybody gets a shot in the NCAA tournament, even the little guy. As we saw with Loyola Chicago. But for the most part, the tournament is set up so the best teams are in the finals. Isn't it amazing that kind of a compromise that the NCAA tournament has? It's not about the big guy, the little guy gets a chance to. But the way the tournament's set up, Though you still get the best, it's it's for the it's for the best teams to um, be in the finals. So I mean, I mean, wow, you know, compromise in NCAA basketball. Whereas in football, we can't get a compromise because, well, it's just a lot of bit, a lot more money's involved, and a lot of the richer a lot of the richer football programs are involved as well in this make sure they get the big piece of the pie and not the little guy but of course with the little guy it's 
little different because the little guy in NCAA basketball actually has decent coach and decent players still. Whereas in football, it's a little different. The little guy, well, he's just a little guy. In other words, they may say run the table, go 12-0 in their season. But they may not have played of any, anybody in their conference probably is crappy. But as far as Michigan goes, you can tell they were starting to lose composure when Mo Wagner picked up a uh, foul and a technical in one play. And, you know, pretty much the wheels are falling off. And then Michigan did have a did have one last gas towards the end where they could have made a run and they kept and they just kept chucking up threes and bricking them. I guess the you know I guess going to the going to the hole was a lost cause. But then again Nova's defense was so tough. Not to mention her players were a lot quicker. Michigan had a hard time moving the ball around them. I mean, they tried this. Michigan tried to slow the game down. Even that didn't work because Michigan's Villanova's players were so quick. It didn't matter. They just Nova just took care of business. And you know, Michigan, they had a heck of a run. I mean. Technically, they should have been. They should have been gone weeks ago. You know, if, you know, if Houston would have just made their free throws. Really, all he had to do was make one and force overtime. But that didn't happen. Then, of course, the uh, <clears throat> the big thing at the end was. Dante DiVincenzo had a game of his life. And so, as the season, as the game ended, the first things he gets asked about are tweets he made when he was 14 years old. And really... I'm not sure why these tweets were relevant to the game. I mean, why even ask the why even ask him about tweets from seven years ago? And who has time to dig through someone's Twitter history to see what they've done wrong? <clears throat> I mean, people do it. I think I, I think some of you remember uh, the election when they were doing the question of politicians. There was uh, Ken Bone, if you remember, and Ken Bone became a sensation overnight. And then you had people digging up uh, his internet history. I guess he liked some sort of anime porn on on uh, Reddit. I guess he mentioned, 
and of course, and of course they tried. I guess they, the media tried to say. I guess certain you know publications tried to say that the. I guess he agreed with the police officers with you know with the murder of Trayvon Martin, which was totally wrong. If you actually read what Kembo was saying in these posts they dug up, he was saying according to uh, the court case and the evidence what happened was justified he didn't say it was the right thing he didn't say that the you know that the, not the police not tra- not the police but the, the person who I guess who made the killing of Trayvon Martin I guess he was saying I guess what happened was justified according to evidence he wasn't saying that this guy was, hey, you know, he did the right thing by killing this kid. It wasn't that at all. But the problem is, is certain publications, even our, even ourselves, we read stuff and we, we get excited and we react with emotion and overreact. Whereas this media publication, they were, they were so excited for page clicks they didn't really take it, you know, put any logic behind what was being written and, of course, tried to ruin them. But as far as Vincente, you know, as far as Adifacenzo, what he tweeted, I guess, was a lyric from uh, Meek Mill and one of Meek Mill's songs and had the N word in it. And he had a whole bunch of other tweets. And, you know, actually a lot of people gave him a pass because he was 14th at the time. And they're sure he's matured. But obviously the person doing this is like everybody else in the, in the media, blogosphere. They're looking for page clicks. They're looking for attention. And that's what really what he what, what this person was doing. And that's just how it is, because social media you get a lot more of a following because one thing you gain your followers and of course you get your page clicks and in my case I get podcast listens because obviously Twitter is a big business the thing is I don't what I do I don't get paid for it at all I mean I get no paycheck from any of this I just do it because I just feel like doing it Mainly because I'm seeing traffic right now and doing stuff like this keeps me awake, keeps me alert. So for me, I do it for fun. Others, they want page clicks and they they want money because it's a, it's a business for them and that's what sells. Because love do it. And it's not so much sports publications. 
political, obviously political is a big thing. But anyways, this was, this NCAA season was probably one of the more odder ones we've ever had because, maybe not, but because no conference really stuck out this year at all. I mean, it's going to take years for me to take the Big East seriously. Because to me, it's just, it's to me the Big East is Villanova and whoever else. And you know, you, you had some people on Twitter, you know, some you know, some certain people from a certain uh, school, former Big East school, you know, talking about you know how it took all these teams to leave the Big East for Villanova to be nationally relevant. Maybe they're mad because when they were Big East members, they won four national titles. I'm talking about UConn, of course. Not they left UConn. You know, Villanova's won two national titles. Maybe they're salty, but nobody told UConn to freaking leave their conference. Nobody did. It really didn't have to leave. Maybe they left because the hope was they were eventually going to get into the ACC. But that was put to bed by Louisville. It's just they don't have a whole lot. And if you want like a New England type program, you got Boston College already for football. I mean, Boston College isn't that good, but it's Boston College. UConn just could just kept their sports their well at least their their basketball in the Big East and possibly move their sports elsewhere if they had to see if they see what I took them for as a football as a football only member or go go stay independent or go to the MAC or uh. I wouldn't say Conference USA, but that's, a, you know, Conference USA is more of a Southern conference, and that's a hell of a travel for a crappy, you know, paycheck. But I think even if the Big East school stayed, I think Villanova would, would still would have done what they did. But like I said, it was an odd season, and Because no conference race stood out. I mean, the ACC was good, but we don't know how really good they really were. I mean, Duke wasn't that great. North Carolina had a you know had a hot hot streak towards the end, but they really weren't much to look at. The best team in the ACC was Virginia, and of course they were they were so defensive minded that it's hard to take defensive minded teams seriously. I mean, they the, I mean, of course you take them seriously during the season because they're winning, but. It's hard to take them serious when tournament time comes. SEC, you know, you got some good, decent coaches there, and not, you know, not much to write about at home either. Big Twelve got a lot of hype, but their best team, Kansas, 
wasn't all that great. Pack 12 was a total wash. So, yeah, I mean, it was an odd, odd year. All right, as we move on, we'll go back, we're getting back to Jeff Capel here. Cable's been doing a string of interviews, and obviously there's been a few things I looked at. I mean, there was the the one he did for them defeated. Of course, there was a mention of the Tupac jersey, or I guess it's a photo of Tupac wearing Cable's jersey. You know how that could be a selling point, I guess he mentioned, because I guess some kids today are, are Tupac fans still. I mean, his catalog has never gotten old. I mean, it's, Tupac's catalog music-wise still holds up in terms of hip-hop. I mean, not so much hip-hop, but just everything in general. If you have kids today that are still listening to Tupac and they love stuff, then, hey, obviously, it's, it's held up pretty good for him, and it's a, obviously a good recruiting tool as well, because if, it's the kid, if the kid loves Tupac, hey, hey, there's a picture of Tupac wearing my basketball jersey, I mean, Ben Howen used to like 50 cents, supposedly, <clears throat> but one thing uh, Cable does mention is that Um, I don't know. He told um, Coach K. Well, I do know. Now, it, now it's coming back. When he was hired at Duke, he didn't want to be the black coach that hired. I think it's to recruits the black, the black kids. That he wanted to be more than just that. And you can't phone for that at all because if you look at Duke and, their, and Duke's history of players that go that, that have attended, it's obviously a lot of white kids, and they can hoop. They're really good. With, they're really good hoopers too. And it's just that Duke has that stigma about themselves. Because it's white. And so, obviously, you make it harder for black athletes to go there. Or at least in in the basketball sense. So, Cable then would be just that guy who was brought in because he can recruit black basketball players. And, you know, you can't blame him for that at all. The guy's been a head coach at, you know, at VCU in Oklahoma. And he did well at VCU and he got that program going. 
he did good things to Oklahoma before it fell apart. <clears throat> but um, yeah, we'll see what happens with uh, with Capel and where he goes next or, or what he does next. Because let's see, he's trying to keep. Obviously, the big thing is to keep the uh, the core players staying at Pitt. And I think that's what he's battling with right now. My hope is he can get most of those players to stay and address the team needs further. I mean, this is—I mean, next season is going to be a total wash anyway. <clears throat> but at least we can see what the on-court product is going to look like. Well, let's hope. But anyways, I'm wrapping up basketball here. Next week, we're going to talk uh, pit football because the spring game is on April 14th. So I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about football. I've neglected football for a while because of the NCAA tournament, the coaching search, and all the other fun stuff in basketball. So, you'll definitely hear more football, less basketball, possibly. Uh, of course, we'll have plenty of Jeff Capel updates because he's our coach, and we'll figure out where his next steps are. But anyways, guys, enjoy the rest of your week. Have a pit. Bye. Let's jump into Pepper's world of play. Look for spring flowers. Hunt for muddy puddles and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.